Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. When you've already created a masterpiece, what's the point (laughs) of continuing on? Welcome to I Tell My Husband the News. I'm Shannon Ray Green, a journalist at USA Today. Each week, I catch my husband up on all the stories he may have missed. He doesn't really like to read or watch the news, so I'm pretty much his sole news source. It's a big responsibility. My husband, Dusty Terrell, is a local comedian in the Washington, D.C. area. Thanks for being here, Dusty. Thanks for having me, Shannon. How about that Super Bowl, Shannon? Yeah... Um, we didn't really watch it. <laughs> no, we did not. <laughs> no one was nice enough to invite us to a Super Bowl party. Yeah. And you and I <laughs> do not care about sports very much, so we just kind of skipped it. Exactly. We didn't watch it at all. But we know that the Patriots won again. Yeah. You know, I was really happy with the Super Bowl winners last year. I prefer the Patriots to win over the Eagles, for sure. You're just saying that because you like to cause problems in your marriage. (laughs) That is true. Uh, No. Everyone else in my family, except for my wonderful husband, who I kind of like, was so excited about the Eagles winning. And this year, I don't think anyone... I know, was really pumped about the Patriots or the Los Angeles Rams. So my hot take is, all right. I'm from Arizona, <laughs> Shannon. I want I want the Cardinals to be the Super Bowl winners, which will happen maybe someday. And I'll make sure to um, rain on your parade when that happens. <gasps> Just like you rained on our actual Eagles winning the Super Bowl yeah, parade. But the difference between the Eagles and the Cardinals is that nobody likes the Eagles and everybody loves the Cardinals. That's the big difference. It's such a false statement. (laughs) I don't think so. Um, Have you ever seen anyone say like, oh, there's no more rabid fan base than than the Philadelphia Eagles fans and the the more intense fan base is the Cardinals in Arizona? Yeah. No, <laughs> that's just an yeah, outrageous, this, an outrageous lie right there. We have this chant, C-A-R-D-I-N-A-L-S, <laughs> Cardinals. <laughs> Did I spell it right? Even though we didn't enjoy a Super Bowl party, we still had a pretty good weekend, wouldn't you say, Dusty? Oh yeah, it was lovely. Yeah. You mostly hung out at home while I went out with my friend Jess on Saturday night and then went to brunch with my friend Michelle on Sunday morning. It was delightful. Yeah, and I sat around and did nothing. <laughs> it warmed up a little bit, though. It was better than the frigid last week. Right, right. Yeah. Some people took a walk. You and I just stayed inside, mostly. <laughs> we want to thank Michigan Megan 99 who gave us a five-star Apple Podcast review. Thank you so much. You can always give us a review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. On Stitcher, you have to do it on desktop. The more reviews we get, the more chance that 
we get other people finding this show. So if you want to spread the word of a show that you like, reviews are a great way to do it. You can also tweet about the show and tweet to us. I'm at Shannon Ray Green. And I'm at Dusty Terrell. And you can also email us at I tell my husband the news at usatoday.com. So drop us a line, tweet us something, review us. We're so grateful. And thank you again to everyone who's listening who's already done something like that. You rock. You know what I bet a lot of our listeners did? Instead of watching the Super Bowl, just listen to our podcast. They probably just... <laughs> well, that's always the hope, right? I think our podcast got Super Bowl numbers this weekend. <laughs> ridiculous if you want to find out about game highlights you should go to usatoday.com but i think it's really fun to see all the ads from super bowl and you can watch all the super bowl ads on our website or on our app usa today hey honey this zoo will name a cockroach after your ex for valentine's day i don't need them to do that i can name all the cockroaches I want for free. Does it cost money? <laughs> it actually does cost money. It's a nominal fee, though. But it, but the cool thing about it is that you get their name listed on a plaque next to the exhibit where people can go see the cockroaches at the zoo. Do yourself a favor. Save some money. <laughs> put some food out around your drains. Ew, no, no. This is, again, bad advice. Catch Ugh. your own cockroach. Dusty. Give them a name. Boom. Free. Free problem. (laughs) (laughs) Do not listen to my husband. Okay. This was written by my colleague, Brett Molina. He actually hosts the Mothership podcast. He writes, if your ex was a real pest, a zoo in England has the perfect response for Valentine's Day. The Hemsley Conservation Center, located southeast of London, is letting people name a cockroach after their X or that of a friend for about $2. Names will appear on the roach board next to the zoo's cockroach enclosure. Money raised through the endeavor will go toward future zoo projects. $2 is a pretty good deal. Usually revenge costs much more than that. (laughs) It's funny that you mentioned revenge because the zoo said in a statement, quote, for those that don't quite require revenge... There's another way to make you feel better about getting back at your ex this Valentine's Day. And that's how they announced their cockroach naming program. Participants will receive a certificate that reads, I've named a cockroach at the Helmsley Conservation Center in the not-so-loving memory of my worthless ex. (laughs) The certificate also grants the holder half-price entry into the zoo. Worth it. (laughs) How many cockroaches do you think they have there? What did they get, like, millions of people who want to do this? Because I think it'd be fun to name a cockroach after a few of my friend's exes. (laughs) Because you've been lucky in love, so you don't have to worry, right? Do I? Right, Shannon? Do I have to worry? Are you naming cockroaches after me? How dare you? (laughs) How could you? No, that's a big old nope. I would never... Name a cockroach after you, Shannon. Maybe uh, a tarantula or something like that, but not a cockroach. Okay. What if the zoo had some sort of positive creature you could name? <gasps> like a after polar a loved bear? One? <laughs> you could name a polar bear? That probably costs more than $2, though. Yeah. Huh? Yeah.
It's a funny little program. I think it's a good idea. If you want to name a polar bear after a loved one for free, all you got to do, leave some food out around your drain, and then the polar bear will come crawling up through the drain, slap a name on it, boom, free polar bear named. May only work if you live in the North Pole. (laughs) All lies. Freshly baked lies. (laughs) It's funny because I, I thought the joke you were going to make was going to be like, just when you go to the zoo, be like, hey, Dusty, the polar bear. <laughs> and just like tell yourself that's his name. And so if it's real in your mind, it might not be real for everybody else. But you could do that, too. It's not like the cockroaches are going to start calling each other <laughs> by that name. Plus, I don't know the lifespan of an average cockroach either. So... It's still sort of, even naming one after X still sort of seems like a uh, make-believe type of situation. It's mostly a funny gag opportunity. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. (laughs) Yeah. Happy almost Valentine's Day. These chickens' eggs could be used to fight cancer. Thanks, biotechnology. Well, give me them. (laughs) This is written by my colleague Josh Hafner. He writes, What if cancer-treating drugs of tomorrow began in a chicken shed? University of Edinburgh researchers said they've genetically modified hens that can lay eggs containing a protein able to treat cancer. With only three eggs needed to produce a drug dosage, they said the chickens could provide a cheaper way to make drugs that might one day aid human patients. Researchers reported the findings last month in the peer-reviewed journal BMC Biotechnology. They said that protein-based drugs commonly used to treat cancer and other diseases, such as Avastin, can be expensive to produce and have relatively low yields. The BBC reported that the modified chickens produce those proteins in their egg whites, and chicken sheds are far cheaper to maintain than sterilized rooms used for factory production. Lisa Heron is a biochemist with Roslyn Technologies, a commercial arm of Edinburgh's Roslyn Institute, told the network, quote, production from chickens can cost anywhere from 10 to 100 times less than the factories. So hopefully we'll be looking at at least 10 times lower overall manufacturing cost, unquote. Drugs that use genetically modified animals have been approved in the past. The first, a blood thinner made from an altered goat's milk, received FDA approval in 2009, researchers noted in the journal. But hens are more efficient, they say, because larger mammals require more space and feed than chickens. The FDA approved an earlier chicken-sourced drug, Kanuma, used to treat a rare genetic condition in 2015. Before approval, the FDA monitored the modified chickens over several generations to ensure their safety and made sure they were kept in, quote, highly secure indoor facilities, unquote, to assure they could not enter the nation's food supply. That's according to a statement the FDA put out. Edinburgh's birds would follow the same regulatory path, Heron said. For now, she told BBC, the animals live in large pens under watch of trained technicians, oblivious to their modification. She told the network, It doesn't affect its health in any way. It's just chugging away, laying eggs as normal. The university explained that encoding human proteins into the chicken's DNA lets hens produce them in their egg whites. Researchers focused on two human proteins at first, one with anti-cancer effects and another aimed at tissue repair. Developing the chicken-sourced drugs for humans and passing regulatory requirements could take a decade or two. That's what Heron told USA Today. But researchers hoped to develop drugs for use on animals, too. 
Helen Sang is a developmental biology professor at Edinburgh, and she said, We are not yet producing medicines for people, but this study shows that chickens are commercially viable for producing proteins suitable for drug discovery studies and other applications in biotechnology. Well, I don't think I understood much of that at all. <laughs> but all I know is I'm just going to start eating a lot more eggs. What? <laughs> Isn't that what? That's boiled no. down. No. You should just eat a lot of eggs uh, and you won't get cancer, I think is what I heard. You know, Dusty, I provide you a great service here with this here podcast. You know, I, I tell you the news, but I feel like it's just today it seems like it's hard to get you to listen and understand the news. Yeah, yeah. I'm really good at hearing the news, (laughs) but maybe not listening to the news. Yeah, why is that? Well, it's not called My Husband Listens to the News, Shannon. Mm, Therein lies the issue. Well, let's get a new logo. Do you think think there's one guy at this uh, research lab? And they're sitting around like brainstorming ideas. And this one guy always just comes up with the idea like, uh, I don't know. Let's put in a chicken. <laughs> and every time they have to be like, like, Fred, no, you can't just put everything in a chicken. But then this time it worked. <laughs> and then he's like, see, let's put it in a chicken. <laughs> I wonder if they if the researchers use ridiculous jokes too. Like if they want to name like the title of their study, be like, "Which came first oh, with our anti-cancer no. protein opportunity?" Oh, no. <laughs> Why did the chicken cross the road? Why? So he could get human protein DNA put into him to cure cancer. Well, that chicken is a hero. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's a good reason to cross the road. <laughs> it's, I mean, I think it's really cool, and I really want to follow up and find out. But still 10 years away, right? Yeah. So I guess we shouldn't count our chickens before they hatch. <laughs> oh, knee slapper. <laughs> <laughs> These scientists, they should probably try you know, a couple other methods while they're at it too, you know, just so they don't put all their eggs in one basket. (laughs) If I ever get a hold of a cancer-curing chicken, Shannon, I'm going to name it after you. (laughs) Because I love you. Shannon, the cancer-curing, laying egg-laying chicken. Yeah. And last today, we've got the lightning-fast headline roundup. Does Dusty care about these stories in the slightest? Here we go. Patriots topple Rams 13-3 in the lowest-scoring Super Bowl ever. Yeah, real exciting Super Bowl, everybody. The <laughs> low score and the Patriots win again. Who gives a crap? <laughs> Patriots' sixth Super Bowl win, a thing of ugliness. Six is too many. <laughs> the Cardinals are sitting on a, a fine zero at this point. Big old goose egg. <laughs> American Pie isn't about Buddy Holly, according to Don McLean. You take that back, Don McLean. <laughs> if you know what's good for you. Punxsutawney Phil says, get your swimsuit ready. Yay! Yay! Hooray for the groundhog. Woohoo! 
Musician covers Toto's Africa on vegetables. Are you sure they weren't covering Weezer's Africa? <laughs> Super soaker shoots snow bombs in freezing conditions. Chilling. <laughs> well, speaking of chilling, it's so cold that the Chicago River is smoking. Whoa. Yeah. Those poor Chicago people. I know. I heard all their eyeballs were frozen. Oh, oh what? <laughs> That's how cold it was. Cold enough to freeze your eyeballs. <laughs> I feel for you, Chicago. Florida man finds World War II grenade, brings it to Taco Bell. Yep, that sounds about right for Florida. <laughs> the Taco Bell had to be evacuated. Of course. Oh, let me tell you, if I'm at Taco Bell enjoying myself, some sweet, delicious Taco Bell, somebody comes in with a grenade and I have to get evacuated, I will be upset. <laughs> I know you would. Loyal Beagle jumps in lake to rescue owner. Our cats would not do that. <laughs> they wouldn't. Otter pups make debut at Kansas City Zoo. Oh, I love otters. I know you really love them. Snowboarder takes an unexpected ride down an avalanche. I don't think anyone ever plans to ride down an avalanche. It's always unexpected. <laughs> yeah. What a Super Bowl commercial cost the year you were born? Probably more money than I'll ever have. <laughs> Super Bowl 53, where this year's ticket costs rank. I hope everybody feels as if they got their money's worth, because I don't think they did. <laughs> oh, that's hard. Want to go watch the Patriots barely win another Super Bowl? <laughs> oh, and you also get to watch Maroon 5 during halftime? <laughs> Here's my $10,000. <laughs> oh, no. Luis Fonzi finally releases a post-Despacito album. Nobody needed a post-Despacito <laughs> song. When you've already created a masterpiece, what's the point <laughs> of continuing on? Before you go, wanted to mention an opportunity from usatoday.com. A community thrives from USA Today Network transforms community improvement ideas into reality with grants up to $100,000. And we want to hear from you. Submit your ideas to improve your community at act.usatoday.com. Next week on I Tell My Husband the News. Well, I don't know. It hasn't happened yet. That's why it's called the news. <laughs> I Tell My Husband the News as part of the USA Today podcast network. New episodes come out every Monday. If you want to check out other podcasts from all across the USA Today network, just go to podcast.usatoday.com. Or find them wherever you listen to podcasts, like Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>